Hello, this is Kate Magic and you're listening to the Raw Living Podcast. Raw Living is Europe's leading raw foods and superfood supplier. I founded the company in 2002. And in this interview series, I talk to some of the people behind uh, the companies that we offer on our shop to find out more about what they do. Um, what is the ethos behind the company and particularly not just the processing in the in the products like the ingredients they use and how they put everything together but also how do they show respect for the environment how do they treat their workers Um, most companies in this industry put a huge amount of integrity and dedication into providing products that are really benefiting uh, the people and the planet so I wanted to provide insights into that when you're shopping with these companies you're not just investing in your health you're investing in a better world for us all Today I'm very excited to have Ron Teagarden of Dragon Herbs as my guest. Ron has done uh, possibly more than anyone else in the West to promote the use of Chinese tonic herbs as um, health aids and uh, he's got so much wisdom to share. I'm really excited to delve into the subject with him. Ron, I'm so honoured to be talking with you today. How are you? Thank you. I'm really well. Thank you, Kate. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm wonderful. <laughs> Great. So um, you really are, I, in my understanding, you really are the kind of father of the introduction of medicinal herbs to the raw food movement. Do you think that's correct to say? Well, I would say that people were doing herbs um, in many ways continuously throughout history, but I sort of brought attention to the tonic herbs, which are the adaptogens and the herbs that people can take on a daily basis to promote their health. I sort of brought the attention of that realm to um, uh, the English language, at least probably back in the 1970s. So I've been doing it for a while, but you know, I'm proud to be a contributor. Mm. Well, tell us how your interest got sparked. What was your journey into it? Well, when I was in my early 20s, um, I was, I guess you would say I was in a phase when I was partying a lot and burning the candle at all ends. I was working hard too, but I was mostly um, just um, being a, a young 21 or 22 year old. And, um, um, I sort of pushed the envelope too hard and I, um, I sort of crashed and, um, for six months or eight months, I, I just lost my energy. I lost my health. I was, I was feeling like I was, um, sickly all the time. I started losing a lot of weight due to my, you know, um, uh, appetite just going away and, and so forth. So, I started really looking for um, ways to get healthy. Uh, At first I went to the doctor, but they were, that was, I sort of got offensive types of options. And um, then I just decided to get into natural foods. And um, that was 1968 or 69. And at that time there wasn't even a natural food store around, but um, somebody had a, um, somebody had a, a little corner, a little nook where they sold some, uh, natural foods, and I went into it and um, just started getting into natural foods, and um, uh, that literally was the first couple of years uh, of my experience with this. Is I just started eating um, whatever I could. I became organic right away. I learned about organic food, and I moved on to a farm that was a bunch of other hippies like me, and we uh, just started trying to grow carrots and some vegetables and. Um, we got into it in every kind of way we could. Um, and, um, you know, eventually I learned about herbs, uh, especially the Chinese herbs, but also all kinds of herbs. I was, I'm, I'm pretty eclectic. I like the whole world of herbalism and the whole world of, um, superfoods. And I think they're all important. And it's such a, it's such a, a wonder world. Um, the whole world of this super amazing nutrients that we can get from local areas and also from around the world in some cases. And so I've just been doing it ever since. I, it was just like, it was just like a, a boulder rolling downhill from then, from that time. When was Dragon Herbs started? Well, I started Dragon Herbs. Um, I really started my first herb company uh, after I wrote a book on Chinese tonic herbs in um, 
sometime around 1980. Um, and it was the first book um, on Chinese herbs in the English language. It was called Chinese Tonic Herbs. I wrote it for, a, I went and lived in Japan for about six months. And I luckily met the publisher for another reason, a major publisher there. And they just, they asked me, and I had an interest in a kind of a skill with Chinese herbs. And, um, and I had a lot of information. So they said, well, how would you like to write a book in English? And um, so I just wrote it and it was published and sold in America and it became um, a bestseller. And uh, all kinds of people, thousands and thousands of people started getting into tonic herbs. And that just kind of pushed me to the front of that. And um, from there, I just started learning how one by one to find the herbs and bring them into a, you know, a, a way to, to get them to people. At first I wasn't selling them, but eventually I started dragging, you know, st really started having an herb shop in the 19, um, early 1990s and dragon herbs itself formed the thing we have now. It started 19, in 2000. So this has been 19 years. So where was the first store? Well, my first, the first thing I did was I opened up a little bar in a, um, in a very trendy, hot kind of disco restaurant. Um, somebody asked me if I would open an aphrodisiac bar in there. I'd written my book already and I didn't really want to call it an aphrodisiac bar because it the, because I thought that it would demean kind of the tonic. I just published a book called Chinese Tonic Herbs, and I didn't really want to get that as a reputation. So I came, I came up with the idea of calling it an elixir bar, which was a new term at the time. So I opened an elixir bar at Charmer's Market in Santa Monica, California in 1983. Yeah. And I just get, it was so successful. It was crazy. I mean, I had people like uh, Madonna coming up to the bar and all kinds of famous um, people. And it, I, it became immediately clear I could have a, you know, do something with it. So I opened a store um, that, you know, that went on to become Dragon Herbs um, soon after that and um, started selling herbs. It wasn't easy at first. I couldn't hardly get the herbs, but, um, uh, and my first day I did $37, but, you know, eventually it's become a, quite a, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a wonderful life. I'm just the luckiest man. And when did you start all the formulations? Because you have so many incredible formulations. When did you start developing? Huh, yeah. Well, um, my teacher was a, what they call a Taoist master. He was a Korean master um, of, a, of a form of, um, of um, Zen type practice called Taoism. And he um, was a, he was a great tonic herbalist. He used it in the, in the process of making, helping people to achieve great longevity. He wasn't um, very interested in medicine. And I'd been tinkering with herbs, as I said, since the late sixties. So I tinkered with them. I'd made them, but he taught me the principles and the techniques. So that all happened in the, um, uh, around 1980. And I just kind of, um, um, really learned. Um, I just started seeking out masters it was like you just i just had a a nose for it and i i went from teacher to teacher and found some great ones and they taught me how to formulate and i started making my own formulas and um for my store once i opened that store um i mentioned after the first elixir bar then i had to make some things for people all the time and then i made some i learned the the ropes of how to do it um professionally with with concentrated powders um, that you could mix together and put into capsules and therefore people could take them consistently. That was a very big step for me. And then um, um, knowing how to, um, how the, how the formulation works, formulation is very important with tonic herbs. Um, although my emphasis has always been with the tonic herbs and I take what they, what they, what they call a super pill approach, which is um, I, I love to put um, several major, great longevity or anti-aging herbs together and um, then one or two adjunctive herbs that help support that process um, make them work better or harmonize them or digest better and um, um, I just have an instinct for it I guess I was taught well and then I've done it you know 10,000 times so um, that became the beginning and now as you know we have about 200 formulations of dragon herbs using tonic herbs from all over the world. Um, and each one took a long time. I, I think I probably take, in all cases, I take, on well, most cases, I take um, um, 
you know, a year to develop a formula that I produce um, for the public. Just thinking about it, making it, getting the parts, testing it on my friends, myself, and so forth. So it's um it's a process. It's it, and an art, you know, and a science. So yeah. So let, let's take it right back to basics for people. Can you explain to us what are tonic herbs? Yeah. Um, first of all, um, th you know, people have been consuming herbs since, um, since prehistoric times. Certainly, you know, um, our deep ancestors, tens and hundreds of thousands of, year, of years ago, were, were eating, were foraging and collecting barks of trees and roots and vegetables and some of these things were discovered and passed on um you know as food and some of them were passed on as poison and some of them were passed on as medicine you know they as people started to learn that you could take something but a few of the herbs over the 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 you know the ages um, became famous that if you took them, uh, your body became more robust. You could actually, e even for these cavemen and cave women, uh, they would feel increased power, or they would live longer, or everybody else would get sick, but they wouldn't. So these became these herbs that have longevity factor um, or or preventive factor. Um, were called tonic herbs. Um, so it doesn't matter how you take them as a soup or as a powder or just eat them. Um, these are the, the tonic herbs was a category of herbs, and that's different than the medicinal herbs, which you have to take much more, say, judiciously, carefully, because they can cure a sickness, but they're, but they're not good to take all the time. Lots and lots of herbs are not good to take all the time. They're medicine, and they have side effects if you take them wrong wrong uh, in a wrong way but the tonic herbs you can take like food but most of the tonic herbs um uh just kind of got consolidated in the in the annals of humankind and about um 2000 years ago a great uh, master accumulated all of these and he wrote a book called shenong's materia medica and <clears throat> shenong this guy, he tested all of the herbs in the, he, his legend is, he tested all the herbs on himself and um, he divided the herbs up into three different categories of preventive herbs and the tonic herbs that you could take every day and also the medicinal herbs. And um, so that became the standard for what, how Chinese herbalism works. So, you know, all the people that do Qigong and Chinese yoga and these things, they tend to take the tonic herbs and the doctors tend to use the medicinal herbs. And so it's kind of a, it's an interesting mm -hmm. dichotomy that I think, you know, your listeners probably should um, understand. They're not all the same. Anyway, tonic herbs are, um, um, are the most popular herbs. They're the ones that you hear these days. If you go get a smoothie at a juice shop or something, and they say you add a boost, a bo you want a booster, and you know you have your choice of some things to put in. Most of the time, those are, um, actually the, the tonic herbs the, like that because they're very safe for everybody and um, so you know I take tonic herbs every day and actually literally tens of thousands of you know or m maybe millions of people take tonic herbs every day as an adjunct to their diet as a supplement that you can't go wrong with mm. yeah so do you want to tell us some of the main tonic herbs that you use and recommend? Well, you know, like um, there are some, there are, there, there are 250,000 plants on earth that humans use. And out of those, only about 50 are considered the tonic herbs. Um, the tonic herbs, as it turns out, have a specific kind of chemistry that that makes them so that when people take them, they tend to um, be able to be very adjustable to, to, to stress. And um, it's an actual chemistry. It's called bi-directional activity. So they, it's got two chemicals, one on one side, one on the other. So they work both ways. Like if you take them in the morning, they wake you up. And if you take them at night, they help you sleep. Mm -hmm. So herbs that are like that, um, the most famous ones are, um, are ginseng. Yeah, everybody's probably heard of ginseng. Um, ginseng is a 
root of a, of a little plant that grows um, either in the mountains of North America or in the mountains of Northern Asia. And um, ginseng is, um, is a great big commodity. It's one of the most popular herbs in the world. So you have to make sure you're getting good quality. It's a, it's a little bit of a, a commodity um, know-how. Like you want, your, you want to be a connoisseur of ginseng and get better quality because people make cheap ginseng that's not too good because it's too young. But a good ginseng will have grown in the ground for at least six years without being adjusted, without getting chemicalized, without um, being exposed to pesticides and, and that kind of thing. So that's a quite a long growing time. And um, when, when you take ginseng, you not only feel more energy, but you also um, uh, you, you can handle much more stress. And also ginseng, most people don't know this, but it's a very, very effective immune system builder. Like if you take uh, ginseng regularly, say a couple times a week or every day or um, just regularly, then um, your resistance um, is highly heightened. And there's been really hundreds or maybe thousands of scientific studies that have validated that now. So um, ginseng is something that um, if you can get good ginseng, then you, you can take that all the time. Another one is um, the reishi mushroom. Reishi is... Um, oh, sorry, could you just clarify for us, though, because there's a few different types of ginseng, aren't there? And I think people oh, yeah. are confused. Sure. Um, well, the most important thing to know is that there's American ginseng and then there's Asian ginseng. And um, American ginseng is very popular not only in America, but also very popular in Asia. It's um, just as popular as the Asian ginseng. It's um, a little bit gentler. It still has a potent effect on the immune system and on our adaptability, but it's not quite as, um, as making people kind of boosted in their energy. Um, it's a little bit more calming than the Chinese ginseng or Korean ginseng. So it's very popular among people who, are, who tend to be, who want to just not be too um, too hyper. I don't think you get too hyper from Chinese either, but that's the distinction. And um, so good American ginseng is very, it's, it's somewhat moistening. It's really good for your skin. Um, so people who take American ginseng, they notice their skin becomes um, soft and supple and, um, and sort of vibrant looking in that. And um, it, um, it's just generally a, a very, very healthy herb. Then there's the Asian ginseng. And you get that in two different forms to a large degree. Now, you can get ginseng from Asia. You can get Korean ginseng. Most Korean ginseng is steamed before we get it. And that steaming changes the chemistry in it. And it also, so it turns a little bit reddish, like a brick red. And that red ginseng is very, very, very valuable to our immune system. It's, um, it produces, that steaming just tweaks the, chemistry slightly and um and the, the things that are produced from that steaming um boost our resistance to most types of pathogens and and um uh, all kinds of things it's a very very great herb but you can also get white ginseng which is means it wasn't steamed it was just air dried and um that's um a very wonderful type of ginseng also from from that's co common in Asia. By the way, most American ginseng is white ginseng. So it's, it hasn't been steamed or cooked. It's just been uh, left to, to dry or been peeled slightly and then dry. And that's, that's what white ginseng is, whether it comes from America or China. Um, you know, like um, I understand the value of all the different kinds of ginsengs and they're kind of like it's like the difference between um uh they, they're they're different they're apples and oranges once you've um processed them in a certain different way but um so personally i take them all because i want to get all the benefits of all the ginseng so i, I actually take several types of ginseng every day you've got siberian ginseng as well that's the one i feel works best for me personally Siberian ginseng is not is not really a ginseng. It was called that because it has a very similar chemistry, and it comes from Siberia, which is up there in um, Russia. And um, it's a different. It's a really different 
genus of plant. It looks quite different. And they call it Siberian ginseng, but um, our US FDA um, doesn't even let us call it Siberian ginseng anymore. So it doesn't get confused with ginseng. But so we call it Eleuthero, because that its Latin name is Eleutherococcus, and and uh, so we call it Eleuthero. But we, but I also put in parentheses Siberian ginseng, because most people call it that. And um, um, Siberian ginseng is one of the great herbs in the entire world. It's um, it's the quintessential ultimate adaptogenic herb. In other words, when you take it, you can handle stress of all kinds, much better. All ginseng does that. But Siberian ginseng or Eleuthero is, um, is a very powerful anti-stress agent. Also, it's a little bit stimulating, so it gives you a little bit more energy. I know it's been used by many hundreds or maybe thousands of athletes and, and by the cosmonauts um, and um, by all kinds of people who just wanted to get a boost and an adaptive boost and build their adrenals. And so that's one of the great herbs in the world. And um, it's certainly one of our main things. And we, and it, you know, it's highly advisable to use, to take Eleuthero on a regular basis. It's a great herb. Mm. Yeah. I want to hear about, more about the tonic cups, but while you mention adrenals, one of the most common questions I get from people is, what to take to get off to coffee? What would you recommend if people are trying to cut down their caffeine? What would you recommend instead? Well, you know, honestly, um, taking all of the tonic herbs, uh, if you got into tonic herbs, then you don't feel that, that, that lower, that the, the loss of energy or the lack of it. The tonic herbs in general uh, replace co coffee to a large degree. Now, a little coffee is not going to, to have an impact on a person's longevity or on their health. It's the abuse that really becomes a problem. But um, if you're taking tonic herbs, say ginseng, like I just mentioned, or the Siberian ginseng, or if you're taking an herb like there's an herb called Hosho Wu. Hosho Wu is actually an adrenal tonic. It strengthens your adrenals and your kidneys. And... Um, you know, your, your adrenals sit on top of your kidneys and they're part of a certain kind of unified function that helps to support the, the basic life force of our body, the primal power of our body. And <clears throat> the um, kidneys and the adrenals um, can become weakened if you're, if you're exposed to a lot of toxin or a lot of stress. Um, especially just a lot of, it can be physical stress, like overwork, like, like an athlete might get it or somebody who works a physical job and then pushing their luck. Or it could be a mother who just is dealing with, um, you know, a kid or kids all day long or a person at work under a stressful circumstance. All that kind of stuff drains your body and it drains your um, adrenals. And the way to, to, the way to do this is replenish your adrenals that's what happened to me. Like when I said, when I was a 21-year-old guy, I blew out my adrenals. Mm -hmm. so, so what I did was I took Hosho Wu, the herb Hosho Wu. That's what some, I discovered in those very early days was um, a, an herb, Hosho Wu, that you can get. Um, and um, that also comes in a wide range of quality. But if you get Hosho Wu and you take it consistently and, you know, really consistently for a while, um, your adrenals will become quite strong. And also you won't require, you won't think about, well, I just really need a cup of coffee just to function in the afternoon or something mm. or to get up. So I would say that of all the herbs in the world, ginseng and Hosho Wu um, fit the bill perfectly for people who want to get off of coffee. Now you can have, get things, I, I forgot what all the herbs, my chicory or something that tastes like coffee mm -hmm. and they call them coffee substitute, but that's just a, a flavor thing. If you really want to just get off of the, the, the need for that, that boost, then you need to boost your real energy, which we call chi. And, um, and that, that is done with ginseng and Hosho Wu and similar herbs. And we have a great one. Um, that's, um, maybe even the best. It's um, there's an herb called gynostemma, mm -hmm. um, 
And Gynostemma is the basis of a tea that I make that's our best-selling product. It's called Spring Dragon Longevity Tea. And um, Spring Dragon Longevity Tea, I think, is available around you guys. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. and it's, um, it's made with an herb, this herb, Gynostemma. And Gynostemma is the, it's the number one adaptogenic herb in the world, even stronger than um, Siberian ginseng or ginseng. And um, so that tea, all you have to do is dip it in. You know, it's a tea bag. It, literally, that's how people consumed it for for centuries and centuries. And the people who drink, who live in the area where gynostema grows are the oldest people in the world. They, they're the longest living people in, on earth. They have more 100-year-old people per capita than any place else in the world and more 80-year-old people. And um, I even know one of those 100-year-old people. He, he lives in the village where we grow our gynostema. And he comes out to the field and um, hangs out in the field. He's over 100 years old. So, so um, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty great herb. It tastes amazing. Spring Dragon Tea is, um, you know, we sell it all over the world. It's, it's, it's super popular. People can look it up on Amazon. You can see the, the ratings are always five-star. It's just, it's an amazing herb. And um, I, I, I suggest everybody, every one of your listeners learn how, what the effects are of, of Spring Dragon Longevity Tea or Gynostema Tea. But also, it tastes beautiful as well. It does taste great. The Spring Dragon Tea, we we have five other herbs in there, and they're all tonic herbs. So they're all to help, including it includes Siberian ginseng. I don't know if you've noticed that, but mm. so that's the Eleuthero. So it's a um, real powerful, uplifting tea. And it, as you said, you're you you're the witness that uh, that counts. Um, it tastes good. People love the taste of it. I still, after I've had it now, we've been making it for over 20 years, I still drink it every single day at my desk in my office. And I, and I'm the kid in the candy shop. I have 500 teas I could drink here and they're all in my office. And I still drink spring dragon tea every day because it's just so good. And so important, you know, I know, I know what it can do for people. Hey, I want to be that hundred year old guy hanging out in the gynostem field, you know, and, uh, um, and I want to live my life well, and I don't want to get sick. You know, I do not want to have to go to the doctor for sickness. You know, I don't mind going for a checkup and that kind of stuff. But, you know, so I do the things that are both enjoyable and, um, and soul nourishing. And also, I know, are protecting my health, you know, in the long term. So when you were telling us about the herbs to take to support your adrenals, um, is there one particular formula of yours that you can recommend for that? Well, um, you know, the, the formula, the, the herb of choice that I took, as I said, when I was 21, was a Chinese product. It's not around. It, it came from a Chinatown in Toronto. My roommate got it for me. It was kind of, it changed my life. Like I was like a, 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 a down in the ditch guys in my in my room in in uh michigan and i didn't have any energy at all i couldn't even walk up the hill and he brought me back some of this herb it's the hosho wu and he brought it back as a liquid tonic and i drank it and after about a week i was just bouncing off the walls with energy suddenly i was i was like practically not walking up the hill i was running up the hill and i i got all my energy back and i'd been you know, almost a year of, of being, of just being really tired, just like, you know, fatigued and depressed, um, not motivated. I was depressed. I was really, truly sad. And, you know, I thought about killing myself and all that stuff. It was like, um, and then I'm not saying this is a cure for that, but that's how bad I was. And, um, I took the Hosho Wu as a liquid and um, I mean, you know, it came my way and I just got my strength back. I just built my core energy back. Of course, that's also when I was starting to eat well. I learned, I stopped the crummy diet that I was eating and I started really getting into um, um, natural food. I was eating it, you know, I was eating it raw. I wasn't, I didn't know how to cook or anything and I didn't cook. So, um, I was just enjoying my diet and, and, but then I I still wasn't quite getting off the hump and the herb just pushed me into the new zone. Mm -hmm. Now we make 
I make a formula called um, Shou-Wu formulation. That's spelled S-H-O-U, then W-U formulation, which is the exact same formula that I took as a liquid. I don't make it as a liquid. We make it as a capsule. But that's the formulation that we had. And um, it has Siberian ginseng and, and a couple other herbs in there. And that was the that we can consider a, an adrenal restorative. That That's a formula for rebuilding your adrenals, restoring it. And, you know, I've been selling it now, making it. I think it was the second product we ever developed and started selling. Because, you know, because I'm going, I have to sell that. That's the herb that saved my life and the, and the formula. So that's the exact formula people should be taking. That's what it's for. And it's called Shobu formulation. So you were going to start telling us about reishi. Do you want to tell us a little bit about reishi? Well, reishi is um, is arguably the greatest herb in the world. Um, it's um, it's a mushroom. It's a big old mushroom. It's probably it's about you know they can, the actual mushroom, the head, which is the part we use. The, the, it's called the fruiting body. The, the mushroom is the fruiting body. What grows into the tree or the lump of wood is called the mycelium. So we only use the um, the proper part, which is the head of the mushroom. And um, that it's about six inches across. It can be bigger than that or a little bit smaller, but it's a pretty big mushroom and it's called a woody mushroom. So you can't quite eat it raw. Um, it, humans can't digest it. We, have, we, have, we don't have the enzymes to digest the, um, the wood uh, material that that binds it together so it, it does need to be ground into a, a very fine powder or it needs even better to be um, extracted in some way like either as in a tea and water or an alcohol soaked in alcohol and you can drink the drink it like that um, but reishi is 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 called the mushroom of immortality um, it's the it's the great protector of herbalism. It's, it is by far and undeniably the greatest herb, I would say, in the world. Um, it's, um, it has over 900 active constituents um, that are all beneficial. It protects the body immunologically, psychologically, physiologically on every level. It's great for your heart. It's a liver purifier um and um it um gives you a great state of mind um like you take it it's not a psychoactive it's not a magic mushroom but people who take it tend to become very at ease and calm and centered so it's uh, it's one of those things that um that i give to every client that i have um they take reishi mushroom it's 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 someplace in their program you want to go get some reishi mushroom and you don't need to take a lot it's it's more about continuity um taking a lot doesn't actually do much the first day um but over time um it's the it's the great longevity herb of chinese herbalism it's it's literally there in china there's this there are these god figures and the god of longevity um he's almost always portrayed in all the old art in china with him holding or having a a reishi mushroom dangling from his belt and the same and the same with the goddess of there's no goddess of longevity but there's a goddess of beauty and anti-aging that was the goddess magu and magu um when she turned 18, she stopped aging because she got discovered the tonic herbs. And um, all of her paintings, there are, of which there are billions of them in China, every birthday card has her portrait. Um, she's always holding a reishi mushroom. And so, and then, you know, like when I went to the, yeah. You have a formula, don't you, called Magu's Secret? Magu's Secret is the formula that's, um, that we make for girls, ladies, to um, um, nurture all of the functions that are associated with femininity, um, the str inner strength, the inner power of a woman. So it helps to, to build blood because women have periods and they tend to lose blood and then therefore run a little bit anemic uh, often. And um, so Magu's secret 
Magu is that goddess, the goddess of anti-aging or never aging um, goddess. But all this, that contains a bunch of different herbs that benefit women without being um, medicinal. So women can take it regularly and therefore and maintain their, the, the health of their reproductive organs, of the, of the blood circulation, make sure your circulation is healthy. Also, it nurtures the skin because... Um, um, of course, all women want to have as good a skin as possible, um, and um, it it, um, it 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 promotes hair health. Um, and so it's um it's Magu's secret. You know, Magu is that goddess, and this is her secret. This is the like I literally have a painting. It's an old painting, not too old. It's about a hundred years old, but by Chinese standards, it's not too old. But it's still pretty. and as a picture of Magu holding a tray of herbs and offering it. Um, and it's got all of the tonic herbs on it, like that, you know, the ones I've described. And she's offering it to the world, especially to the women, so they too can achieve what she discovered, which was um, how to age very, very gracefully. Mm. Yeah. So Magu's secret is the formula. But you can also get, um, um, you know, some, some of the herbs um, – individually there's an there's another one you know like like um there's an herb called shizandra um you know shizandra yeah of course yeah yeah yes yeah, so shizandra is um is um i love that herb so much i actually named my daughter shizandra yes, I love you know? that. <laughs> she's 20 she's 20 she's 23 years old now she's she was that was so 23 years ago i was crazy enough to name my daughter shizandra and shizandra is a is a it's a fruit that grows in on a volcano in Manchuria that um, is a, is the most famous beauty herb of Chinese herbalism. When you take it regularly, it makes your skin protected and beautiful and blemish free, and um, it's also very good for your mind. Like it's it's one of those herbs you can take for your adrenals that that strengthens your adrenals so that would be uh, another major herb that people can take just all the time to support their adaptability um your your cleansing of your body it protects the liver it actually takes toxins out of our body you know we're all exposed to dozens if not hundreds of of man-made chemicals every day just in the vapors off the walls or off the street that are chemical and the body has to deal with those, take them in, bind them up and pass them out of our body. And that's hard for the body because it's not, it's not actually, these aren't natural toxins. They're there. And uh, Shizandra by some great chemical feat um, binds to these um, chemicals and takes them out of the body safely so that we're not ex re-exposed to them and keeps your body clean on a regular basis. So it's, that's another herb that frankly, because I live in the city um, and I know about Shizandra, I take it every day of my life because I know what it does. I buy the berries and then I make tea, I do Shizandra and goji tea. Yeah, you can make the berry. You can you can make a tea from the berries. You can't eat them. They're they're too rough. To, they're impossible to. Uh, but, but you can also grind them in a coffee grinder and just uh, take them as a powder. But that's pretty. That's you got have to have a. You have to be a pretty rugged person to want to do that. But um, the tea is quite is quite wonderful. Um, you know, you mix it with a little bit of. Um, you can either take it straight. It's got. It's called five flavor tea. That's what that's what its name is in Chinese. Because so it's got a very intricate, complex flavor. It's got a sour note and it's got a bitter note and it's also got a sweet note and a pungent note and a salty note. And those five flavors um, influence the whole. They 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 go to different organs. That means it has different chemistry that goes throughout the body and impacts the body in a very beneficial way. So. Um, you know, I mentioned that I learned from a great Taoist master, um, and he, um, <clears throat> he, his favorite herb was Shizandra. He thought that that was the most important herb in the world. So, um, although he taught me about reishi and Shizandra and ginseng and everything else, but in his mind, Shizandra was the thing that you take every day. 
Can yeah. I just ask you a little side question? Because you said he was Korean. So do the Koreans follow the same um, practices as the Chinese? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, China, the Chinese culture completely influenced Korea. Korea is its own place. And, and everybody, that's, that's clear that they have a, a different kind of language and di different writing and so forth. But, but overall, um, Korea was culturally very impacted by Chinese medicine directly. And as a matter of fact, um, you know, you, uh, people who know about Korean um, medicine understand that Korean medicine is a little bit, it's even maybe truer, truer mm -hmm. to the culture of traditional Chinese mm -hmm. healing arts than China is now. Because China went through the whole communist um, cultural revolution and all that stuff where they where a lot of the Chinese, um, ancient Chinese stuff was destroyed, but, but, and then it re has been reemerging, but a little bit different than it used to be. And the herbs are still available, but the, but the doctors take a little more, you know, mixed approach, but the Korean stays true to the culture of how Chinese medicine was for the last uh, thousand years. So I, I really appreciate, um, good Korean philosophy around and the herbs around, uh, you know, the Chinese tonic herbs from Korea. That's basically what it is. So it's, um, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's very similar. So I wanted to ask you, we've just started getting a lot of the dragon drops in. Can you tell us the difference between taking a tincture and taking a capsule or a powder? Yeah. Well, um, actually, um, when you take a, the way we make a powder, um, the, what you what what most of the tonic herbs are are roots and barks and things that are a little bit difficult, if not impossible, to digest if you don't um, if you don't um, extract them in some way. So traditionally, over the last thousands of years, people learned you make teas out of these herbs and that's how you consume them. You're actually extracting out the essence, the, the chemistry from a leaf that you can't really eat because it's too rough. See, like our food is all soft and gentle, you know, but some of these good medicines, these good tonics um, are in things that are very tough. So we extract them. Now, if you take that, that tea and just extract it and drink it, that's, that's a great way to take tonic herbs. Another way that you could do it is take that tea and we've learned technologically how to dry it, say in a vacuum dryer where you're not hurting anything by overcooking or something like that, but just drying, boiling off the water or evaporating the water. Then that leaves the residue that was extracted into the water. It leaves it as a powder and that powder then can be just, a little bit ground up after it's dried and put into capsules. Now we do this on a large kind of like professional scale, but <clears throat> you know, it's um, so the powders are typically water extract, something that was cooked in water and then the water is evaporated off and they, they call it spray drying where they actually just evaporate the, the, the water goes off as mist and a powder falls out. So you're consuming the powdered version of a tea. So when you drink some, you drink uh, or you take three capsules, say of um, reishi um, mushroom, you're just basically drinking a reishi tea. Once you drink the water with it, when it gets to your stomach, that's just the same as drinking a reishi tea. The problem with reishi is that reishi is very bitter. So people don't like making reishi tea too much. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't know anybody that makes reishi tea. And, and I know thousands of people that take herbs, but, but it's just bitter. They might take, all, everybody goes, well, I'll do it. I can do it. I'm, you know, you know I'm going to do it super clean. But the fact is they stop after a little while and start taking the capsules. You know, it's just like, because the capsules, it's so perfect technology. It's just, there's no chemicals. There's nothing. It was just dried. And like we use, we don't even use vegetarian capsules. We use what they call pulalon capsules, which are um, actually made from tapioca, you know, like boba. And so it's, it's organic. It's never GMO. And when you, when you make the, take those capsules, they dissolve into your stomach in about 
one minute. They just, they just melt. And that's the beauty of that kind of gel cap that we use. And also, you can throw these capsules into a blender, and they, you turn the blender on, and they melt in the blender. They'll, in, in about 20 seconds, the capsules are gone. So that's a really cool way you can take capsules if you don't want to swallow capsules. Uh, for me, I don't mind taking, you know, 12 capsules a day or something. It's, it's, it's my pleasure, my, my great, it's my great gift, you know, that I can, t that it, so it, I, I appreciate it more than you can understand. But, um, but the, so capsules are very convenient. People can do it consistently. And the first rule of herbalism is, is compliance. If you don't take the herbs, they don't help you. So you have to find the way that suits your liking and something you can do consistently, maybe throughout your life, um, no matter what. And capsules have proven to be a very great way to do that. Now, another way that people take herbs is the tinctures, where we we put we where basically the herbs are are chopped up and then they're put into an alcohol into an alcohol now alcohol is usually 50 percent water 50 percent alcohol like that's what um even 100 proof liquor is only 50 percent alcohol so we actually extract ours in 100 percent alcohol then extract it that ex the herbs in 100 percent water then sort of mix it so so you're getting the best of the alcohol components and you're getting the best of the water components and that, then we concentrate that down, evaporate off some of the liquid, so you get a, what they call a tincture. Our tinctures are very, very powerful. So those are called dragon drops. That's what we, we have a line of um, 36 different dragon drops. This is the major tonic herbs in the world. We get the best tonic herbs, the strongest ones, and, um, um, and we extract them to the point of potency where you can't get any more constituent into the liquid. And we even add more, more fluid so we can extract more and then we concentrate it again. So, it's, um, so dragon drops are just super cool. You can get you can get reishi dragon drops, or you can get gynostemma dragon drops, or ginseng dragon drops, or American ginseng dragon drops. And we, we offer the Siberian ginseng dragon drops, and many others that are uh, probably in the are they're all in the same league. Um, of course, we have those on our on our website and in our catalogs. Um, um, it's a it's the so a lot of people enjoy just taking them straight into their mouth. It comes in a little dropper bottle, like a two, one or two ounce dropper bottle. You squirt it either into your mouth or you squirt it into a cup of tea, water, juice, you know, into your blender drink. Um, and it just is very powerful. And um, this is probably the ultimate way to take herbs in the world um, because you're getting both the, because all herbs, all plants, can only be extracted really in two major ways. One is with alcohol, one's with water. And so the, the alcohol-soluble chemicals are extracted with the alcohol, and the water-soluble ones are, are extracting only the water-soluble. But when you get them both, that's pretty magnificent. And um, we also you know, do have one other technology. It's, it's our ET, which is our instant granules, which are also... Um, it's a raw technology. It's actually, a, it's, it's the, the herbs are extracted, but not by any, with any kind of heat. They're extracted by popping the cells with pressure and, and a vacuum alternating. And so it's kind of like milking this, the, these tough little cells and the juice comes out. So it's juicing the, the, the herbs. And then we just dry, then we, it's just, juiced in room temperature water and then the water's evaporated off and makes a powder and this is what we call et e e t e e and um this is um also then all of the components the water and alcohol soluble but it's a powder and you can make an instant tea out of it and probably one of my favorite formulas and the things i've ever made was um our shizandra uh, I met, talked about that herb before, the one that does everything all over the body. Um, we make that as an ET. So it's a, it's a bright pink, kind of psychedelic pink powder. And um, 
if you extract that by other technologies, it comes out brown. But the fruit itself is a bright fluorescent pink. And our extract, come, because it's a raw extract, it's bright fluorescent pink. And you just put that into a cup of water, hot or cold, and you can add a little sweetener to it because Shizandra has that mixed flavor profile that people want to um, – it's, it's, some people I like I drink it straight I'm not saying that you have to but people can add a little uh, you know something else to it and then you've got a tea that's um that's probably all you would ever need to live long in terms of a, a supporting supplement is mm. the ET so that's so Shizandra ET is one of my favorite things mm. so let, let's talk about some of your others you mentioned spring dragon can you tell us a bit about Tonic Alchemy and maybe the Heaven Mountain goji berries? Okay. Um, tonic Alchemy is, um, uh, is a superfood blend. I call it a superfood matrix. It's, um, it's um, a powder. It's bright green. Um, it's, so it's a green superfood, and you would mix it in. You would use it by making some kind of smoothie or blender drink. That's the typical way. So you take a... <clears throat> A spoonful, depending on your nature, it could be a teaspoon or a tablespoon, and you mix it in with um, whatever you're going to use in your blender drink. It could be juices, or it could be a, a almond milk, or it can be water um, and fruit or vegetables, whatever. And, or it can be by itself. A lot most most people who take tonic alchemy actually take it by itself, and it, they mix it with maybe put a banana or some blueberries in with it, make it as its own thing because it's quite interesting and, and pleasant to do. And tonic alchemy is, um, is our, is our, it's our number one selling product in terms of what we um, uh, do in the world. Spring dragon teas is, we sell a little more, but it's, it's a less expensive product, but, but the tonic alchemy, tonic alchemy is our flagship product. And um, it contains, 91 in ingredients so it's got it's got literally um um yeah i was gonna i was gonna see if i could pick up a bottle here and remember some of the <laughs> the main herbs in it but but it's got is it contains um uh about 20 of the major tonic herbs so that's one thing that so right there you're getting all the herbs i'm talking about plus the, the rest of the most important tonic herbs in the world. So it's inc including Siberian ginseng and rhodiola from, from the, from Siberian type rhodiola. It's got chaga. It's got ginseng and goji berries and, and schizandra and all those things are in there, but it also contains wheatgrass and rye grass, all the different kinds of grasses, both ground into powder, just, chopped into very fine powder and also juiced and then dried so you're getting a very concentrated green factor including things like uh, uh, alfalfa grass and and we also have some exotic greens in there like hydrilla which is a is a little river um, uh, plant that grows in Russia that that is the most nutrient dense food in the world. It's, it's, a, it's incredibly rich and it's one of the few plants that actually provides all the B vitamins that people need. Many vegan people don't get enough B, B vitamins and this provides all of that. So hydrilla, it also contains ashitaba, which is a plant that grows in Okinawa, which are among the longest living people in the world. And this green, leaf is very protective of our cells and regenerates our tissue and keeps us young. And um, then it's also got about a dozen garden vegetables, all the main ones, all organic. It's got about 10 sprouts, different kinds of sprouts from different seeds and beans, including broccoli sprouts and, and all the different kinds of sprouts that are really great for our immune system. And, and those are unquestionably among the most alchemically important uh, uh, substances in the world. We also have a range of seaweeds. I, I know most of the people listening here don't get their seaweeds, but seaweeds are um, on a daily basis, but seaweeds are in there. We have, I think, five or six seaweeds that, um, that are just 
wonderful for protecting your body, taking toxins out of your body, um, building your immune system and so forth. So tonic alchemy, I I can go on with this, but altogether we have, um, it has 91 ingredients. So it's actually, people call it 91 in one. That's how it's kind of his nickname. And um, it's, um, it's an amazing superfood. It sounds like you could almost live on it. You could live on it. I'm sure you could live on it. I mean, I, there's no question you could fast on it um, or consider it one of the things you do each day for breakfast or for, or for dinner, replace meals with it. It's, um, um, we legally can't in the United States call it a meal replacement because we don't add an artificial protein to make it come up to a protein standard. But in reality, yes, you, a, a vegan person or somebody who's vegetarian would understand that you can live quite well and vegetarian material alone and um this is um this is the epitome of this you no question oh there's no question it, you stock some of that away for the rainy day because it's <laughs> you, you can certainly not only would you li- could you live on it i think that if somebody were to do that they would thrive on it yeah, it's yeah. a it's the most, it's the most, it's the richest source of nutrients you can imagine in the world. 100% either organic or wild crafted. So um, it's, it's an amazing superfood. Now that's tonic alchemy. Um, that um, is uh, our flagship, you know, superfood product. The last thing you mentioned was the um, goji berries. Yes. Um, goji, I probably, Many of your listeners, if not all of them, know about goji. Um, the problem, well, the good thing about goji is that it's one of the superfoods of the world. It's it's worthy of being in every market that you that natural foods market, but um, the quality of the goji berries around is quite um, uh, fluid. Let's say to be nice, um, uh, the the connoisseurs, the people in in Asia that know about goji would probably not typically eat or use um, the gojis that are sold um, outside of China because those are sometimes um, they're selling it to an unsuspecting uh, group. So if the gojis are very hard, if they've been dried to the point where they're like little rocks or like that, then they're usually not the best quality. That's um, They do that so they don't spoil I understand that from a manufacturer's point of view, you don't want your stuff getting to the other side of the world and being uh, moldy, but um, they, so they super dry them and um, they're not the best quality in the first place to do that. So um, now you can get those. And if they're from a good location, they're probably okay. And you can soak them and get them back soft, but they're not going to be as good tasting as if they were fresh, freshly. Now our, they come from a certain region of the world. Goji's come from Central Asia. Like, um, so our goji come from a mountain called Heaven Mountain. Heaven Mountain is um, is um, at the border of Ke- Ke- of China and Kazakhstan. Ke- I never mind. Forget it. And um, um, it's a very remote region, and it's the second highest mountain in the world. It's it's only a only a little shorter than the Himalayas, but it's basically like the Himalayas. And um, they, so our goji grows on the, the snow runoff um, of the mountain and the glacial melt of the mountain um, in the summer as the, melt, as, the, as the water runs off this mountain. And <clears throat> so it's completely organic. It's completely natural. There's nothing used. There's no chemicals. It's um, grown on this glacial water, which is what they call structured water. It has a certain chemical structure that makes it better than normal water. And um, <clears throat> these are considered the, you know, let's just say the connoisseur's grade of goji. And because we get them from Heaven Mountain, we call them Heaven Mountain goji berries. And, um, and also, we package them right there. We dry them only for two days, so they're still moist, like raisins, like moist raisins. And then we dry them right. Away. Then we pack them in a in a airtight bag that protects them. 
And therefore, they can reach the market still moist and still rich and tasty and, and completely fresh. And so these are among the most popular goji berries in the world. Um, we ship them all over the world. And, you know, like um, people who know about goji, um, you have, you know, <laughs> they get our Heaven Mountain goji, where it's one of our great prides. Yeah. You know, goji is um, is a famous anti-aging herb. It um, it makes your skin beautiful. Like people who take goji consistently throughout their life, their skin doesn't age quickly. It does not become bumpy. It stays sort of white and clear, or at least the natural color and clear and um, um, smooth. And it's it's a fantastic herb for your eyes. It's it improves vision. It benefits your um, your mood. Uh, there was a study done in England that on people who t- who uh, uh, consumed goji for a month, and they actually at a university, and they actually found out that it improved their their everybody got a better mood, they got a better attitude, they they were they were happy. It's mm-hmm. so it's actually called in China a happy fruit, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's something to think about when you're uh, um, you're consuming things is that. Um, an effect on your body that you don't necessarily think that's going to last longer than the 10 minutes you're doing consuming it. But, it, but these things do have lasting effects. Yeah. Well, yeah. I could listen to you all day, but we're kind of running out of time. Is there just one, one last product you want to tell us about one other like signature product? Well, that's a good question. Um, uh, what do you guys have around there that, that you can get? because I could tell you about something that you're interested in. Um, or, let me see. Um, well, one, the, one of yours that I've really benefited from is the Dow of Herbs. Oh, the Dow in a bottle. Mm, yes, that's the one, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, that word Dow, that's spelled T-A-O or D-A-O, depending on, on who's saying it, is Dow in a bottle. Is um, um, Dow is sort of like a Zen state of mind. It's that, as I mentioned, I studied with a Taoist master. He was a person who taught that. So Tao is a, is represented by the yin yang symbol. Everybody's seen that symbol and that's the symbol of that path of life. And, um, um, so when you take Tao in the bottle, that's a blend of a bunch of herbs of these adaptogenic herbs, the ones we've talked about today, mostly. Um, and, um, it's also blended with, an extract from green tea. This extract is, is an amino acid called L-theanine, and L-theanine um, is a is a is a the ingredient in tea that makes people calm. So that's why Zen masters and Taoist masters and um, drink tea and then they meditate. That's why it's used in the tea ceremonies because it makes you not only a little bit lift from the caffeine, but a little bit calm from the L-theanine. So you've got this wonderful blend. And that's what, that's what um, uh, Down in the Bottle does, but only much better because it's got the other adaptogenic herbs mixed with it. So when you take Down in the Bottle, um, th- basically it promotes, it, it, it promotes calmness without causing drowsiness. And so you don't feel drowsy. As a matter of fact, you're, it promotes a clarity of mind that where you can sit in front of a computer and work and you'll find out that you just dive into your work and really concentrate or you're reading a book, you'll just read for hours. Um, or if you're a tennis player, you would take it and you'd be able to focus on the ball and, you know, <laughs> like that. Whatever you're doing, we, we, we have people in every walk of life take it as a, as a, psychological and psychic, you know, clarifier. And it's also just making so you don't get stressed out. So it promotes this relaxation without causing drowsiness, but it, it really is very difficult to become stressed out. If you're taking down the bottle, it, it promotes a state of, um, it promotes alpha waves in our brain, which are produced for the purpose of sustaining a state of calm. Uh, a calm clarity. So down in the bottle is, um, is another one of those. It's a wonderful choice of yours to mention that one. That would, that's, and I'm glad it's available. Um, or we, of course, email, you can, we can 
send things too. But um, it's um, it's a capsule. You take a couple capsules um, in the morning and maybe a couple capsules in the afternoon, or you take it um, um, just in the afternoon when you you know or something like that. But people take it in different ways. But uh, it tends to become a great tool in people's toolkit for how to live a better life. And, um, and at the same time, it has cumulative benefits because it's got all these herbs that have long, long-term benefits of um, the anti-aging herbs, these tonic herbs that I've been talking about here for the last half hour. Yeah. Ron, it's been such a complete joy to listen to you. I'm so appreciative of your work. Thank you. Thank you, dear. And um, yeah, hope you spread the word. Yes, thank you so much for your time. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. You can check out the products we've been talking about by visiting Raw Living, rawliving.eu. If you haven't got uh, an account already, sign up for an account. You get £5 off your first order. And uh, you can also hear more of my interviews over on capemagic.com. Please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps. And yeah, thank you. See you next time.